So apparently, people, there were some things when I did my trailer reaction episode to 2021's Mortal Kombat. There were some things that uh that kind of flew by me, like literally kind of blew by me. There were some things that I misinterpreted a little bit doing the trailer reaction. I think it was just the overall excitement that I had. I didn't really get a chance to peep certain things, a little Easter egg here and there, or the way certain shots were set up, or who was what, or what was where, and why was how. It was a whole bunch of shit that was going on in that trailer reaction. Y'all can check that out if y'all want, man. I, I watched it. It was so fucking good. I, you know, normally I usually watch the trailers twice. I watched it three times, um, even with two phone calls that were, like, interrupting the episodes. But uh, really, really quickly, man, I'm not going to take up too much time with this episode, I promise y'all. I just wanted to point some things out that I saw probably the sixth or seventh million time that I watched the trailer and broke it down frame for frame. Because there is shit in this trailer, people, that um, makes a big difference in the trailer overall. But like I said, everything was just happening so fast and they just literally kept throwing things at me that were just 100 200 amazing and you know if i didn't if nobody knows already man if anybody hasn't listened to that episode i i was floored man i, I think that movie is going to be awesome i already said it's a 10 out of 10 for me just based off the trailer alone the trailer was amazing that's how the fuck you do um a mortal Kombat movie overall it looks like they're taking it really seriously but really quickly man i want to i want to break these frames down that I snapped really quick because um there are things that I have a lot of questions about uh, um you know whether it just be a easter egg or a scene there are some, definitely some questions to be raised here now I will start with let's look at this frame here what is this what is this the first frame here I got is it's a picture of this looks like Cole Young's character uh, or the character of Cole Young, Sonya Blade, Liu Kang, and what looks like, as I'm zooming all the way in, looks like Kano. And they're all standing at the edge of whatever the hell this thing is, and they're looking off into the distance. I'm not sure if this is Outworld or Earthrealm that they're at, but the four of them are standing side by side. Now, the reason I wanted to talk about this is because I have a really... It's something that is really fucking with my head the more and more I watch this trailer and just theorize in my head. Um... Is Kano, does he start off being a complete bad guy? Like, does he start off being a part of the Black Dragon or not? Because the whole thing I thought between the whole dynamic I thought between Kano and Sonya was that he killed her partner and um, she's been after this guy ever since. She is the guy that he is the guy that she is hell bent on capturing or killing. And you know, she even introduces him in the trailer. She's like, that's Kano and this, that. And you see their fight scene. I don't know if that's going to be during a, a, a training session. I don't know if it's going to be a fight to the death. But I think it's just really strange that Kano, who is this notorious bad guy, he's one of the biggest bad guys from the Mortal Kombat universe. Um, there's no getting around that. Kano's affiliated with people like Movado. He's affiliated with people like Jarek. Um, if nobody knows, Jarek was in what? Mortal Kombat 4. He was a part of the Black Dragon. Um, Movado was part of Black Dragon. He was in Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance, I think it was. He was introduced. But I'm wondering, like, is Kano just the... Is he the bad guy, but he's, like, kind of a part of the crew? Or is he just... 
you know, the, the, the one that's going rogue or just the rebel. I, I don't know, man. It's just really strange seeing him with the good guys. Like, cause we know Cole Young is good. He, we know he's a good guy. We know he's going to be the focus, uh, the, the focal point of the story pretty much. And we know Luke Kang's a good guy, of course. And we know Sonya Blade is a good girl. Um, none of these characters are neutral. I don't think, but Kano, I, it looks like he's starting off neutral. I don't know what's going to happen to him. For him to become that official bad guy villain to, you know, the arch enemy of Sonya Blade. I don't know. It's just really strange seeing him affiliated with the good guys. But whatever. We'll see. This next shot. This here. I, I did not see this until I literally did a frame by frame uh, look through of the trailer. Now, there's a scene where Raiden, they look like they're in this temple. And again, Kano is with the fucking good guys, man. You see Kano, Liu Kang. Kung Lao, Cole, and Sonya all in this temple. I don't know if it's the temple of, 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 of light. I don't know what the hell it is, but you see Raiden slamming his staff onto the ground and you see electricity about to, you know, fly out of the, out of the staff and into the sky or whatever the case may be. But I'm zooming in now into the left of this frame, literally right next to Kano on display on this little pillar thing is Kitana's blade. It's one blade from katana and like i said in my trailer reaction I, I said that you know i didn't see her in the trailer i didn't see cabal there were certain people i didn't see katana was one of those people and there's really been no mention of her if she's in the movie i don't like i said i don't know if they're going to keep her as a mystery but that is something i did not peep man and i'm almost quite sure this is not just an isolated easter egg that they just threw in there i'm pretty sure katana is lurking around somewhere in this movie because i don't think they would just put her blade in there and it kind of looks like the blade no it doesn't i'm lying because that was more like um it, it was like more rigid all around the blades on it and was big as fuck uh when talisa soto when she played katana and she took the blades out in uh, mortal kombat annihilation this does look even the shade of blue this looks more along the lines of katana's blade from the video game which is cool, but I, I I really did not peep that her blade was in the shot. Now, I don't know if this is just if this is her temple and they have to talk to her and maybe she's giving them tips and tricks, cheat codes or something like she did in the first movie. You know, when she's telling Liu Kang, use the element which brings life and all this other shit. I don't know if, if they're going to see her. I don't know if it's just there on display. Um, and I don't know, maybe this temple will be something like. This hallway is where we keep the artifacts of Earth's best or Outworld's best combatants. I don't know what it's going to be. I think it's just cool that, you know, her blade is actually in the shot. Now, this next frame I want to talk about. This is Cole's character again. Um, and you see Kung Lao doing a flip with his hat in his hand. Looks like he's about to kick him. Uh, you know, he's about to kick him in the, uh, in the face or something. Now, I'm almost certain this will not be an actual fight scene between Kung Lao and Cole. I think this will be like a training session. I think Kung Lao, him being a, a um, you know, Liu Kang being a descendant of Kung Lao and Kung Lao kind of being one of those guys that, you know, he's basically one of those OGs. He's not up there with Raiden, but Kung Lao is, um, I always remember him being one of the, one of the OGs of the, of the combatants. And I think that he's going to be not only training Liu Kang and the rest of the combatants, I think he's going to be, I think he's going to have a certain focus on Cole's character uh, for Cole to, you know, unlock his Kamehameha, whatever the fuck is going on. But I think it'll be a cool training sequence. I really don't think that they're really getting it in because at the end of the day, it's Kung Lao, man. He either going to cut 
Cole's fucking head off with that hat or he's going to split him in half. We know how he get down. But um, that'll be cool for a training sequence. Like he's getting trained by the by uh, the old gun. Now, this shot here that I'm about to talk about, I was mistaken in the trailer. That was not um, a CG Shao Kahn, but rather a statue that they've got of Shao Kahn. Now, I don't know if the footage I saw on Instagram was the actual actor that is supposed to play Shao Kahn because there is somebody that they said was supposed to play Shao Kahn and you see somebody in you know in the room with the with the floor mat so I'm basically in the gym training with the big ass hammer he's swinging it the actor is swinging it around and it's a pretty big guy and it's an even bigger hammer he's swinging around that looks like Shao Kahn's hammer so I don't know if Shao Kahn is inside this statue, I don't know if it's just a statue of him because they think, you know, he's dead or if they just want to pay homage to him. Like, yeah, that's the Emperor Outworld's, uh, you know, because clearly this is Outworld. This is Outworld where you see the Shao Kahn uh, statue and he does not look human in this statue. Like he did look human. I think Brian Thompson was the actor's name that played him in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. And he was really fucking human, man. He was, you know, but the original Shao Kahn in, in the, at the end of the Mortal Kombat movie, if y'all remember when he pops up, you know, when the building crumples apart, when the structure crumples apart and Shao Kahn pops up in the sky and he's like, you weak, pathetic fools. Um, you're, I've come for your souls or whatever he says. He's not human. He doesn't even sound human, but they just reduced it to, a humane character in Brian Thompson in part two, but I don't know what they're going to do with Shao Kahn. It'll be really good if we see him at the end of the film, you know, kind of like a callback to the original ending of the first movie, but who knows what we will see. Now this, this shot here, people, this is something I did not, I wasn't sure what the fuck this was, but like I said, did a frame by frame, like a geek. And lo and behold, man, this is a scene where, it looks like they're in some type of room and it looks like Sonya and Cole again, but there is something like slowly and quietly dropping down onto a platform. I don't know if this is a beam or it's a shelf, but it's slowly dropping down. And I'm thinking, I thought it was maybe Shang Tsung, like transforming from somebody or into somebody. But if my eyes don't deceive me, people, this is literally someone dropping down on them, but revealing themselves because they've been camouflaged. And if we know who the fuck camouflages themselves in the Mortal Kombat universe, then this is fucking reptile, people. I'm not playing this. And, and literally, when you look at his feet and you look at his outfit, it kind of looks like the reptile from uh, what is it? Mortal Kombat. It's either Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance or Mortal Kombat Deception, where they had the design of him go full reptile. He literally is a reptile in ninja clothing. You know, hands, feet, lizard face, everything. Like, I think this is reptile being uh, camouflaged, but about to attack Cole and Sonya. And that's a nice callback to the original movie again, because we know reptile wasn't always a ninja form in that first movie. He was that bad CG effect where he was, you know, he kind of looked like a grown ass version of the thing Jason turned into and Jason goes to hell, the little gremlin thing. But that's a nice callback, except only he's not a little creature that can be thrown around all over the place. This is a big motherfucker. Um, and this is another shot, man. We'll get back to Reptile in a second. But the next shot I have here is of Shang Tsung in uh, some kind of temple. And I, I don't, the only reason I snapped this picture is because I like that in the background, Molina's to the right of the screen. 
Looks like Sub-Zero's to the left of the screen. I love that Shang Tsung is not only still going to be the sorcerer we know him to be, but he's going to have his minions as well. Um, he's going to have, you know, because Melina is bad. Sub-Zero is, we always thought Sub-Zero was the good guy, but obviously this is going to display Sub-Zero's like, uh, basically his malice and how he fucks up Scorpion's life and murders his family, his wife and all that other stuff. I want to see how that plays out, but I do like that they are kind of maintaining the bad versus the good characters, you know, Outworld versus Earthrealm. That's really all that this shit has always been. It's always been split down the middle. I know Edenia is like Katana and and um Fujin and all those uh you know g glamorous uh happy go not happy go lucky but just the more innocent characters. Not not even innocent. I don't know what fucking word else to use cuz when I think of Edenia, I just think of the people from fucking a more magical uh San Angeles from Demolition Man where people just live in peace and shit like that. I, I don't know, man, but I like this shot of Shang Tsung and, and the baddies in the background. This shot here, man, um, when Liu Kang, you know, is is doing his, uh, looks like he's, you know, doing his Kata Ansu uh, and he hits the ground and the fire forms. When that dragon, when the fire forms that dragon in the sky, you can see to the left of the screen, that, and I don't know who it is because the, the more I zoom in, um, I don't want to go on a limb here and say that's Cabal. I don't know who the fuck that is. I really can't see it the more I zoom in. But he is fighting somebody. So I'm almost sure this will be a fatality. When Lu like Liu Kang probably is either fed up from getting his ass kicked or he's just fed up from this person getting their ass kicked and not going down. So what he does is he hits the ground and he conjures up the, the flaming dragon, which is probably going to be a finishing move on whoever he's fighting, which is going to be a dope ass fighting scene. I feel like I feel like, like I said, with the character of Cole being in the forefront, Liu Kang kind of took a back seat as far as the bigger characters go. But I hope that he steals the show, man, because it really is. It's his show at the end of the day, man. We we need not forget that Liu Kang is the fucking man. He basically, you know, you can't have Mortal Kombat without Liu Kang. It's the same thing. Like you can't have Street Fighter without Ryu. You know, they, they go hand in hand. This shot here, this next shot is uh, the shot of Goro. Goro... Um, not only is the person Goro is jumping towards, not only are they fucked, like, that's a wrap. You're done. You ain't got the arms nor the reach or the size to fuck with Goro, it looks like. And this motherfucker looks very limber in this movie. That's one of the things that they can play around with with a CG Goro is he can be way more limber. He can maneuver a different way. He can do all the shit that you wanted to, that you wanted to see him do in the first movie. But I guess you know, budgetary constraints, they couldn't see GM, they, they can only do but so many things with Goro, because he was either an animatronic effect, or he was a guy in a big-ass suit, but, um, whoever Goro, I don't know who this is, I thought it was Jax for a second, because it looks like there are bionic arms attached to this person, but Goro, I, I don't know who he's jumping towards, I don't know who this fucking character is, I, it, it can't be Cole, because this person looks like, it could be but this person looks like they got some type of armor on. And if Cole beats Goro, in a, I mean, if Johnny Cage could beat him in the first movie. But this is something different. If Cole beats Goro, I'm sorry, man. And I don't want people to think I'm hating on this character. I just I just don't like that this character came out of nowhere and he's not an original character. I get what they're doing. But if Cole beats Goro, that's going to be some bullshit. But whoever this is now, I don't. I, I want to go out on a limb here again, as I do. 
I want to say that Goro is going to be featured in a backstory. I don't really necessarily think this is going to be an actual scene in the movie. I think this is going to, or like a scene in present time. I think this is going to be something maybe that's a backstory and they talk about Prince Goro and how he's run through a whole bunch of fighters and he's, I, I don't know, maybe I could be wrong. It, it, it's a toss up. It could go either way. But if Goro is not in the movie, I think this will, when they do show him, it will be in like a backstory flashback type of thing. This next shot that I'm about to talk about, people, this was something I did not see. Um, after they showed a Mortal Kombat logo, the title card, and they cut the Shang Tsung saying finish him, and then you see a whole bunch of either finishing moves or just people getting fucked up regardless, getting punched. We see Sonya blow a hole through somebody. Now, I don't know if this is the kiss of death or if this is Sonya's projectile move. You know, Sonya has those... She's got those purple rings that she shoots at you. That's her projectile. I think everybody in the game has some type of projectile that Sonya's in the game. She shoots those purple rings at you. And it does look like she like her wrist is glowing purple. But whoever she just fucked up, she blew a hole right through these mother right through this motherfucker. And I listen, this might be a spoiler, but y'all can't say I spoiled it because it looks like it's in the fucking trailer, apparently. I think this is Melina. I think she's doing her finishing move on Melina. Um because if you keep pausing it frame by frame as quick as it is when she when the when the body flips over after it gets a hole blown through him through Sonya's projectile whether it be the projectile or the kiss of death um it looks like Melina's face like the sides of the face are fucked up if you look close enough and you zoom in and I again I think this is Cole I don't know if he came in and tried to help her or if this was if he if this was just Melina and hers fight and he just got in the mix somehow I, I have no idea but Sure enough, man, Sonya is shooting some shit into somebody and whoever the fuck it is that gets hit is done for because you see that you see purple smoke, you see purple, uh, you know, uh, residue splashing and you see just a straight up hole in this person's torso. So that's a dunyan. Sonya's going to get a chance to whoop some ass. I can't wait to see it. Um, yeah, this the next shot was actually, uh, it was actually the same thing and yeah I'm, I'm looking at it right now and zooming in i do th i'm looking at the sides of the face i do think that sonya is going to fucking murk melina off because you see them fighting in the film and again that's a good callback to mortal kombat annihilation i hope that they have like a i hope they have an ongoing quarrel i hope they fight multiple times in a movie and just get tired of each other and just have a battle to the death that just ends with this shit right here now this because we're about to actually wrap this episode up people i told you i was not going to take up much more time this shot here is at the end of the trailer. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that uh, not only was that reptile camouflage about to creep up on Cole and Sonya, but this is reptile that Kano rips the heart out of because I'm looking at the picture now. It's clearly a fucking reptile. I thought it was like a wolf or something because when the trailer came on, I'm like, who is that that Kano's ripping the heart out of? And it's a red band trailer, so they can show blood of course in the trailer but when kano rips the heart out you see he's holding it it looks black i don't know if it's just a dark fucking forest green or if it's just straight up black blood with a black heart but whatever he rips the heart out of clearly looking at it this thing is not human at all this is reptile people i'm telling you he's gonna and i think i, I i'm 
I'm cool with that. I'm cool with the fact that he's bigger than Kano, with the fact that he is he does look like Reptile from Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance, where he's super mutated to the fullest. I'm cool with that. You know why? Because I don't really need uh, with all the shit that I've seen from Sub-Zero and Scorpion, those are the only two ninjas I'm, I need to see in the movie. I don't really need it to be Ninja Overload. Um, the first movie we had Sub-Zero, Scorpion, and Reptile, and I know Reptile stole the show in that movie. He had one of the best fights in that entire, the best fight in that entire movie. And we kind of got ninja overload. We got ninja fatigue with the second movie because Sub Zero came back, but it was his old well, his, his older brother was his younger brother. It was the it was the other brother of Sub Zero, and we got Scorpion who came back. We had three reptiles, so that's five ninjas already. Um, we had Ermac, we had Noob Cybot, we had Rain. We had eight ninjas in that movie. You know what I'm saying? So we we I don't really need that many fucking ninjas in this new movie so if reptile is going to be in his final form i'm cool with that um pretty sure he's you know is going to die in this but i am, am i pissed off about that not really because reptile is hard to top that fight sequence uh you know pg-13 or not 1995 or not that is a fucking dope ass fight sequence in the in the first movie with reptile and robin shoe love that scene so if reptile is just a one-off character in here i'm cool with that because you know what there is there's more than enough characters to bring in a second movie there's more than enough characters to to have pop up you know not too many like i said in my trailer reaction i said i don't want characters to just pop up and disappear out of nowhere um with no type of explanation at all but i'm cool with maybe one or two characters where they just pop up and want some easter egg shit um but i think if they kill reptile in this movie like i said there's more than enough characters to play around with and bring in the sequel um still no cabal you know as much as i broke this trailer down man no cabal no Nitara, you know, they got people, they got an actor and an actress to play those roles, but no, but I was telling somebody uh, on Facebook, I said, with everything the trailer gave me, I'm cool with surprises, I'm absolutely fine with surprises, man, uh, it's, you know, I'm, I'm cool with that, if, if it's something that they say for trailer number two, cool, but if it's something that, uh, that just pops up in the movie and completely takes us by surprise, I'm cool with that also, because this is, this is a real big, um, spoiler filled era we're in where there's a lot of shit that gets spoiled in um you know in 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 movie trailers that people just either sometimes they do care but the majority of them don't really seem to give a fuck like a lot of people weren't pissed off that i mean i wasn't one of them that they weren't pissed off that han you know they spoiled han you know his reveal in um you know in the fast nine trailer they spoiled the reveal of john cena playing uh, Vin Diesel's brother in Fast 9. They spoiled the reveal for, uh, God damn. They didn't really spoil the reveal for anything in the Batman. They, they really didn't though, but you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a make or break thing, man, when you spoil certain shit in the trailer, but I, you know, I'm all for the surprises, man. I'm, I'm cool with the marketing that they're doing for this movie, man. And, uh, that's about it, man. I, you know, if it's one thing I want, out of this movie uh that i didn't see in the trailer and it's not you know this is outside of cabal and itara and shao khan and stuff like that um if if lewis tan's character is not playing johnny cage ultimately 
can I get a Johnny Cage Easter egg? Like, can I get a pair of sunglasses? Can I get an autographed picture somewhere in there? And like, just a throwaway scene where, you know, somebody like maybe Sonya's, you know, back in the earth realm and she sees an autographed thing of Johnny Cage and she kind of just balls it up and throws it out the way or something like that. Just something, a one-off. You don't, you can do something as small as the sunglasses, have somebody step on them. We know what that means. And we know Johnny Cage exists in this Mortal Kombat universe. Because you can't have a you can't have a Mortal Kombat movie without him. You can't do it without him. I don't know. Maybe I missed something. I really don't think so. Because like I said, I watched this trailer like seven million times today. But yeah, that's pretty much it, people. Uh, still looking forward to the movie, man. The fucking trailer was amazing. I love that the Easter eggs are there. As the more and more that you break the trailer down, I'm glad that I saw them. But uh, yeah, that's about it, people. I really kind of want to dip off and do some commentary for John Travolta's birthday. I almost called him John Carpenter. Um, it is John Travolta's birthday, man. I think he turned 67 years young. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. But um, I'm trying to figure out which movie I want to do for for um, his birthday, what commentary I want to do, because, uh, you know, they've got Be Cool. They've got a, um, Take an Appellum 123. They've got Face Off. They've got a whole, but they got Broken Arrow. I've never seen Broken Arrow, believe it or not. I hope I don't lose any listeners over that. I know there's people out there that are like, what? You never saw it. And it's like, no, nah, I, I did not. I think that's a John Woo movie, if I'm not mistaken. Um, not really big on, I mean, John Woo, he just, he's got a really strange style of directing. I don't know if that's because I don't like Mission Impossible 2 that he directed, but I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll check out Broken Arrow first time watch type of thing. I don't know. Depends on how I feel. What I do know is that right after I did my trailer reaction, you know, I said I was outside shoveling before that, took a shower, did the trailer reaction. It fucking kept snowing. So now I have to go back outside and shovel again. But y'all already know where to go, man. And if y'all don't, y'all can follow the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, and Radio Public. Shout out to Anchor. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Romero Tudor. Shout out to the Facebook movie group, The Cinemaniacs. Last but not least, shout out to the Tudor reviewers, the listeners, the lovers, the supporters out there. We gonna get there, people. That 5K, you know we gonna get there. So y'all keep tuning in and y'all know the love. Y'all show me, man. I show it back to y'all tenfold and then some. So with that being said, people, yours truly, Romero Tudor. Another episode of Tudor Reviews in the can. I'll check y'all on the next one.